Welcome back, y'all. I am Dr. Samaria M. Covert. For those who are new to my channel, on my podcast, on my Facebook or Instagram, wherever you are listening to this, uh, let me just introduce myself per use. Uh, I am a licensed therapist. I um, have been in the mental health field over 16 years now. It's probably more like 18. Um, I've written a bunch, a bunch of books, uh, close to actually over 60 at this point because I have a new project that I just finished. Um, I am a private practice owner. I own a, a private practice located in downtown Greensboro, and that is called Kingdom Creative Counseling. And then uh, I uh, am an entrepreneur. I do all kinds of other things. I have training courses and you name it. <laughs> T-shirts and all kinds of stuff that um, I do. And this is how I fulfill my purpose to uh, to in, in the earth. Uh, how I am different from a traditional mental health therapist is that I'm very bold about my Christian faith and I bring about lasting uh, I bring you faith principles to bring about lasting change. Welcome back, y'all. It's been a while. Um, I've been good. I've been rejuvenating myself and doing the first form of self-care, uh, which is to practice self-care and to uh, and to do that. Um, I, I am grateful. I'm grateful. I want to thank everyone for those kind comments. I know I have a little small uh, social media that could, but I always get really good comments and encouraging comments from different people. And so I'm so grateful for that. Um I just love me some Jesus. So I'm going to release this today. I'm going to do a teaching today called Grace That Abounds. For those who don't know, I am an author, as stated, but I just finished uh, the first round, uh, first draft round of uh, my first full book of 2023. I'm back in my mojo, writing, got my writing projects, God is downloading so much information to me. And the book is about grace and uh, it should be out. It'll be out probably, uh, um, maybe before the end of the month, maybe early April. We'll see. I'm not going to rush it. Like I said, it's in the editing process. And the book is about the grace of God. And uh, how many know we all need grace? And so uh, I want to just start by um, just talking about that. Um, like I said, follow me on social medias and, and you'll see posts when it's available. Um, grace is God. Grace is the, an attribute of God. It is God's love. And one thing I talk about in the book is that a lot of times people think the dispensation of grace only happened in the New Testament, but grace was there from the beginning because grace is an attribute of God. It just simply means God's love and his unmerited favor. And so I'm not going to be able to go before you long uh, today because there's a huge information I had about the book and I'll probably do another little post or two when the book is released about that. But I just wanted to uh, just be obedient to the Holy Spirit. Um, I decided I was going to record today. Today is Sunday. I just came back from church. I'm 7 a.m. service, honey, okay? <laughs> um, but so uh, before this last night, sometimes God speaks to me different ways, dreams, visions. I hear his voice, things of that nature. But I had a dream last night uh, about the grace of God that uh, may appear not to be. And I'm going to explain that, that, that uh, dream to you. Uh, in the dream, uh, I remember being and I wrote this in my journal so just side note we'll talk about dreams and visions uh, make sure you write your dreams down okay even if you don't think they mean anything but in a dream someone had stolen all of my stuff uh, I was in my part my apartment I don't have an apartment I was in my house <laughs> and um, I, I had been there for a while and I realized I went outside and my car was gone not only was my car gone in the street I realized I didn't have my keys Somehow, and I don't, this ain't never happened to me before, and the name of Jesus ain't never gonna happen to me, honey. Um, I I got my purse, and then I realized that um my purse was gone. In my purse, my wallet was gone, and then my cell phone was gone. Uh, anyone knows I carry my iPhone, switched to iPhone, 
and it was all gone. And, um, so that was the dream. It was all gone. And, um, and then uh, I remember, cause I have a work phone as well. And I remember saying, well, maybe I can call them from my work phone. But I realized that my work phone is an actual work phone. It does not connect it to my personal information. And so um, I'm getting a little nervous. And then the next second part of the dream, uh, I'm with two friends and I say, your car is missing. And then we find my, we see people riding around with my car. And so I'm riding around. I see my car and I'm like riding around. So I'm trying to find my car. Okay. That's the part of me. So they ride in, you know, parking lots or whatever. My car's still missing, but I see them with my car. Another part of the dream. I know it wasn't a long dream, but it meant something. Next part of the dream, I see uh, I, I'm at these people's homes. And I said, give me my car back. Give me my car back. I'm at this home. And it turned out there was these young kids that had stolen my car. I went and saw my car. almost didn't even recognize it. Because I kept saying, where's the steering wheel? Because they had put all kinds of junk and stuff in my car. The, the steering wheel <laughs> was all the way up front. But I didn't recognize my car. And then uh, I kept, and I said, I'm taking, I'm taking back my stuff. We're still talking about grace, y'all. Take back my stuff. And then I said to him, I don't care how young you are. I'm going to call the police. You better give me my stuff. Because they had took my wallet. Like I said, they took my phone. And, um, but I found everything. And when I looked at these, the, the people who stole my car, they like, they were maybe 12, 13 years old, not even old enough to, uh, to drive a car, it looks like. And I kept thinking, how can someone so immature take something so valuable and the dream ended and I said God what did that mean God what did that mean and he said that's my grace and uh and the thought came to me grace found me hallelujah and I want to ask you oh God I want to ask you the question uh have you ever lost yourself have you ever lost yourself in a situation a person a place a thing that was you, you are so valuable to you. You are so valuable to God, but you lost yourself, but grace found you. See, everything that was valuable to me was in my wallet. Everything that was valuable to me was in my cell phone. Everything that was valuable to me, I needed that for life and for, uh, and for provision. I need to get in my car and go to the grocery store. I need to get in my car and go to my office. I need to get in the car and pay things. I need to get in the car. Everything was in my wallet, my cell phone, and my car, and it was gone, and it was missing. But grace found it. Grace found it. And you may think that's not about grace, but it is because grace is what finds us. You are valuable to God. You are valuable to God, but it's grace is what's going to find you. So, uh, as, so I woke up from the dream and I, and I said, God, what was that? He said, that was not grace. My grace found you. Um, the song by Tasha Cobb, which I absolutely love. I, I got so this dream happened around about what time? A little over one or something. I want to say maybe one in the morning, maybe 12 or something ish in the morning. And uh, I got up and I immediately uh, wrote out the dream because I know I was going to do this teaching today. And I listened to this song by Tasha Cobb called Wonderful Grace. Now, I'm not going to um, play it because of uh, copyright, but I'm going to read you some of the lyrics. But I would encourage you, when you're not finished today, just Google or if you had that song or the, I was going to say CD. People don't, people don't listen to CDs now, right? <laughs> but if you 
Oh, uh, if you get this song, I'll play it. And it's been playing in my song. I woke up with that in my spirit. Grace found me. 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 Hallelujah. Grace found me. Uh, and so I want you to make sure you pick that, uh, uh, listen to that. Look, but I'm going to read you some of the lyrics because, it, like I said, it's been in my spirit and it's still in my spirit. Like you can't hear it right now, but it's in my spirit. And when I finish doing this teaching, I'm going to play it again because grace, 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 grace. Grace found me. Amen. So uh, in the lyrics go, the wonderful grace of Jesus, greater than all my sins. How can I describe him? Where shall my praise begin? Taking away my burdens, setting my spirit free. The wonderful grace of Jesus always reaches me. Oh, yes, it does. The wonderful grace of Jesus greater than all my sins how can a song describe him where shall my praise begin taking away my burdens setting my spirit free it was the wonderful grace of jesus it always reaches me the wonderful grace of jesus deep as the rolling sea it runs to the most forgotten it runs to the eternity it says, I am a child of heaven. It says, I am forever free. The wonderful grace of Jesus. Jesus. It says, I am a child of heaven. I am forever free. I am a, the wonderful grace of Jesus. It was your grace that found me. It was your grace that found me. And just sitting there and getting uh, clarity about grace. Uh, one thing I talk about in this book of how I was raised in very uh, uh, no nonsense, you know, get them going type of churches, and so I, I I believe in holiness. I believe in righteousness. I believe that you all live according to Scripture, and I believe we was taught holiness or hell messages, and 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 uh, I think that it's nothing wrong with knowing those things, but if there's no grace and there's no love uh, attached to it, then we miss the boat. Uh, we have to understand the grace of God. That covers our sins. Now, grace is one thing I talk about in the in the book. Uh, and I know I'm referencing the book, but it's just so fresh on my mind because of you know just gasping in this in this revelation of this grace thing. Uh, in the book, I talk about oftentimes people will preach it and depend upon their their doctrine or their theology about how they understand grace. Sometimes uh, they don't. We 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 misappropriate grace. We are almost on in, in some ways taught that uh, grace. Um, Grace gives us the the meal ticket, if you will, the green light to do whatever I want. You know, I can move it. With my, with, 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 I can fornicate. I can lie. I can cheat. I can do whatever I want because I got grace. Grace is not the uh, the ticket to do what you want, right? It's not the ticket. It doesn't give you the green light to do whatever you want, however you want to do it, and no consequence. It is the empowering and the supernatural ability to overcome it. And even when you find yourself in, in places and spaces that you never should have been with people that you never should have been doing things that you never should have done. Uh, it is your grace. It's grace that finds you. It's grace that brings you back. It is grace that turns you around. It's grace that finds you in a state where you are unfound, where no one else can find you. Grace will find you and bring you home. It was grace. So like I said, I won't be before you long uh, um, uh, because like I said, I want to give you a few points. I'm done for my little Sunday today and I'm just uh, preparing for my for my travels. But um, but I'm going to uh, but I want you to know about grace, okay? And again, this is this is not a full on 
uh, teaching, um, but just give some tidbits, okay? Uh, grace is also, again, as unto salvation. Jesus became a curse so that we could have the right to eternal life. Uh, when we sin, how we accept them into our heart. We no longer have to go if we sin and get, you know, you know, uh, some lambs, a sacrificial lamb, uh, uh, another thing, and do uh, and and get outside and get on our uh, what do you call them? <laughs> we got to sacrifice and, and do it to burn offering. You understand? Jesus became, he became the lamb. All right, and so it's grace unto salvation for God so loved the world that it gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God gave, grace gives, love always gives. He loves you so much and he saw you of so value that he gave and he sacrificed on the cross and he died and he's alive today because of his grace. So different forms of grace. I found this from the Eastern Bible Dictionary and I won't go from here. One, grace as a form of a person. I'm going to go, I'm going to go seven types, different types of grace. Uh, grace is a, a per, seven types and I'll explain it briefly and I select what will we'll be done for today. One, grace is a form of a person. Grace is kindness, favor, and friendship. Grace as his forgiven mercy. Grace is the gospel that is distinguished, the, the gospel of grace that is distinguished from the law. And remember, Christ didn't say I came to annihilate the law. He, law, he said I came to fulfill it. Grace uh, freely bestowed to us by God as, as miracles, prophecies, basically the gifts of the spirit. Grace is Christian virtues, how we should live. This is why when you hear people talking about grace, they almost feel like they almost, and this is what I talk about in the book, they make it seem like if you speak against sin or if you talk against sin or if you remind someone of this sin, then how dare you? And that is you, you're a judgmental person. And that is not what grace means. Okay. This is why the hope, the, the new Testament speaks more about sin than actually the old Testament, believe it or not. So just because I have God's grace does not annihilate me or give me access to do whatever I want to do. Right. Okay. So that's, that's that. <laughs> and so grace as Christian virtues, how we should live. This is why the apostle Paul and Romans and Galatians and Hebrews, it teaches us how we should live, but grace gives us them. But see, it's one thing to be taught how you should live, but if you're only doing it through, you know, if you don't have grace, which is the supernatural empowering to do, it becomes like a religious act. But you say, God, I know what your word says concerning this and how I should live and how I should get forgive and how I should be treated and how I should treat people. That's fine, God. But I need, I can't do it within myself. So his grace is sufficient even in our weaknesses. And it gives us the power to be able to live out our Christian walk. And then uh, the glory thereafter reveal, which we'll talk about in a minute. So uh, briefly, let's go over the first few steps again. I'll give you some scriptural context. One, grace is a person. It's really important to understand that God will use people to grace you with his favor. I talked about in the previous teaching how my bishop in Maryland said this. When God wants to elevate your life, he will grace it through people. I mean, your favor will come through people. When the enemy wants to distract your life, he will send you a person. And so remember, the enemy is a counterfeit uh, demonic entity. He wants to be God, but he'll never be. He wanted to dethrone God. So he creates his system to be similar to God, but he'll never be able to overcome uh, to, 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 to become God. He just won't. And so he creates his system to be similar to is a counterfeit person, but grace, God's grace comes through a person. And so God will use people to, 
God will use people to grace you with his favor. And so if you look at Esther chapter five, around the seventh, to eighth verse, and Esther answered, said, my petition and request is this. If I have found favor in the sight of the king. And you'll, and uh, my pastor talked about this uh, in a few teachings a while back, but uh, uh, God will favor you through people. If I have found favor in your sight, God uh, uh, spoke to well, the, the, the God used uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus, and the the, the uh, angel Gabriel came to him and says, "Mary, you have found favor in the sight of God." And so uh, God, when God favors you, when God says, "I have favored you," then He will put, put people in your life, and God favors you through people. Okay, uh, so that's the point number one. I know I kind of got. Um, you know, I, I can I can go more into that. Like I said, I just wrote a whole book about it, but I'm going I'm going to give you a little tidbit. Okay, that we can go back over in, in a different time. Uh, point number two: grace as God's favor, kindness, and friendship. If you read Genesis six eight, the first time God's grace is found in a person, it was actually Noah, and it says, "Well, the first time." Let me clarify because I know that doesn't make sense. The first, I thought that he Noah was not the first person who found favor or grace with God, obviously. Okay. But the first time it says, but a man found grace in the eyes of God, it was actually Noah. Okay. Now, one thing I've talked about in the book is that there's, uh, when you look at favor and grace, they're, they're interchangeably, believe it or not. So if you hear the favor of God in this context, okay, context is king here. Uh, it also means, uh, favor also means God's grace. Okay, so wherever you read in the scripture, depending, uh, yeah, I I study different translations. My favorite is the KJV. Okay, but I do have NIV, NLT, all these other D's. And sometimes what the what the interpreters have done is they have changed the word favor out for grace, or they have changed grace out for favor. So if you read the KJV version, it may say you found grace in my eyes, or uh, if you read a different translation, it'll say you found favor in my eyes. It'll say it'd be the same scripture, okay? It's just, it's just a word interpretation. Just remember that, okay, when you're reading your word. So Genesis chapter 6, verse 8, and it says, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord, right? Uh, another translation says, but Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Uh, Genesis 18, verse 3, uh, I believe this is, um, it says, my, my Lord, if I have found favor in your sight, do not pass on by your servant. So when God graces you, okay, his kindness and his unmerited, uh, unmerited favor is released to you. Okay. The next point, I know, I, I know I can go more into that, but again, I want to give you a little tidbits. We're not, we're not going to the Raptors today, but y'all follow me on social media and I'm going to go ahead. And break it down a little bit further uh, once that book is released. Point number three, God's grace to fulfill God's purpose and assignment in our lives. Second Timothy 1, 8, and it reads, For who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, and this is the doctrine of grace, but according to his purpose and grace and grace and grace, which was given to us, in Christ Jesus before time began. And again, another translation reads, and favor, which is given before time began. So it teaches us that grace didn't just start out in the New Testament. Mm -mm. Grace was there before, uh, with given to Christ Jesus, again, as scripture says, before time began. Come on here. 
this is good that's good i'm just gonna pat myself on the back <laughs> again i can go more into that but we're not going to put number four we're almost done grace in forgiveness and mercy watch this romans 11 6 and if by grace then it is no longer works Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. But if it is a works, it is no longer grace. Otherwise, work is no longer work. So I show grace to other people, but that's because I have been shown grace. I can forgive others because I have been forgiven. God's grace was extended to me. Therefore, I can extend it to someone else. Now, I say my, you know, my, my talk on forgiveness now because you know, just because I forgive you, you know, and if you are an abusive person, don't mean you're going to go and be besties again. Okay, not saying that, but it just simply means I can forgive, right? Grace is the divine nature of who God is. Extended to me. Uh, it's Ephesians 2, 5. Even when we were dead in our trespasses, we were so lost, made alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Hmm. Verse number four, grace as different from the law. John 1, 17, for the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Then it says, what uh, Romans 6, 14 says, by then what, uh, 6, 14, what shall we then say? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? If you keep reading the scripture further, uh, uh, it says no. <laughs> so these people say, I got grace. So they, they almost, they say it's not to you continue to sin, but they, got, they say, I got grace on it. And uh, I remember I was watching my, one of my favorite YouTubers, right? And she was like, uh, moving in with her boyfriend. You know, they're going to be doing what to do. You know what I'm saying? You moving with your boyfriend. And uh, it's all about Jesus, this, that, the third. And she said, well, I got grace on it. And just, just got grace on it. Just go ahead and do what you want to do. Girl, you try. You try. Okay. Oh, five as your grace gifts. 25. First Corinthians chapter 12. There are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are different ministries, but the same Lord. There are different activities, but the same God who works it all. But the manifestation of this, each one given for the profit of all. And he talks about gifts of knowledge, gifts of healing, gifts of miracles, gifts of prophecy, uh, gifts of interpretation of, of tongues, all these things, but we don't get the gifts of the spirit uh, because of our works or because we earn it. Again, it is divvied or, or, or handed to us by God's grace and his choosing. Okay? This is why I, said, I never understand when I hear ministers get up and they start bragging about their spiritual gifts or how much they can prophesy or or, or some of them say, I can prophesy better than other people and and you know, ain't, ain't but but a few who can, who can prophesy. Well, good for you. Okay, uh, you have a free gift, so don't brag about it. Now, of course, I'll talk about that maybe at a different time. We talk about development and training and all that. You can have a gift, and you need to develop your gift. Still, you need to continue to study and develop it and sharpen your tool, so to speak. But the gift itself was given to you for free. Six Christian values and standards of living. That we no longer are obligated to be controlled by sin, but because of grace. So therefore, there is no condemnation. What is basically saying? Read Romans eight one through uh, uh, eleven. Okay, Romans eight, chapter eight, uh, one through eleven. I'm not going to go there, but tell me there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. I was talking to a wonderful anointed woman of God, and she said when she said when condemnation is present, there is torture, and that is absolutely true. 
Um, now, I'm reminding you that there's another scripture that says uh, the Holy Spirit will convict us of sin. Now, conviction and condemnation are, are not the same. Are, conviction and condemnation are not the same thing. Sometimes when you're going about life and something happens, the Holy Spirit may convict you just to get it right. Oh, you know, you, you didn't speak to that person. Don't do it that way. The Holy Spirit is our guide is what scripture says. But the, so he, he, he still may convict you of certain things just so you can turn your heart. Right. But condemnation is it really means a sentence of death. So when someone condemns you, they are sentenced. So no one can ever truly be led by the Holy Spirit and sentence you to death. You are going to go to hell. No, that's not what grace does. Okay? It does not declare hell, sin, and the grave over somebody. It may give you a warning now in grace and love. Listen, the choices that you'll make are putting you in that direction, honey. But you cannot declare someone going to hell based upon the scripture found in Romans 8, 1. There is therefore no condemnation. So we got to tell you to turn your heart back towards God, okay? And get it in alignment. Okay, but anyway, so the point I make with all that is that uh, grace, and when you read the text, it gives us a standard of living, but it cannot give us a standard of living if it does not give us the power to live it. And grace as a standard of living values and beliefs gives us the ability, the supernatural ability to do things that we could not do in our own flesh. Same way with the uh, grace gifts. <clears throat> okay. Um, Is that it? I think, oh, Lord. Oh, Jesus. I have, I have a whole bunch of notes, but I'm not going to read them all. And then lastly, the grace is grace, the glory hereafter to be revealed. What does that mean? That means you will have seasons in your life. You have Job seasons. You have seasons of betrayal in your matriculation. You know, I do a lot about training. I, I study a lot about how leaders are trained really by God and in hidden spaces. And you will go through tribulation and trials and different things. And it's really meant for God to develop you into who he's called you to be. Now, I know some people, that's not good doctrine to you, but that is that is the Bible, okay? That is the Bible. And um, one thing that I was able to do is prove that through the Bible, how God uses some of my painful spaces uh, to develop us to his, into his glory. But after that, you should expect some type of grace being released to you and a greater level and dimension of your ministry, your min your mission, or your calling, okay? And so the glory thereafter, that means when my season, my Job season is up, there is going to be glory after this because God is getting ready to reveal something. So it says, for the suffering of our present time, but I consider the suffering of our present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us. So remember, it says suffering at this present time but the but it's going to be but it's but when my suffering ceases over, it's going to reveal a greater glory in me for the earnest expectation of the creation, uh, eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. God's grace reveals you. God's grace does not alleviate suffering. Remember, again, when you hear people teach, depending upon their doctrine, it makes it seem like. I'm not supposed to have any sin. I'm not supposed to any uh any suffering at all. I'm just I'm just wow, operating in grace, you know. But that's not how the grace is not of does not alleviate alleviate suffering, but it gives us the grace to get through it. The grace of God joins us in divine relationship with the Father. Okay, when we would have otherwise been separated. Okay, and again, just like my I, when I lost my car and my keys and and my wallet, grace found me. And when you feel lost and you don't know what to do and you don't know what to say and you feel like no one cares. 
It is grace that'll find you. I wish I had more context to give y'all. We're done for today, but I promise you that book is gonna be fire. Um, but I, and I break it down scripture by scripture per usual. If you ever read one of my books, you know I give you scripture, but I make it plain But how grace, wherever we are, wherever we find ourselves in the deepest of depression, in the deepest of sin, in the deepest of, of places and spaces where you don't even recognize yourself. You're so lost, you don't recognize yourself. I want you to know that grace, grace, Grace will find you. I'm Dr. Samaria M. Cobra. You may want to download a free ebook. Uh, you can go to our website at www.drsamariacobra.com. Depending on where you're listening to this at, um, uh, if you're listening to this on YouTube, there'll be a link below. But I do have a free ebook. Um, and again, follow me on social media for when that will be released. Okay. If you want to request speaking engagements, I do do seminars, things like that. You can go to our website at www.drsamariacobra.com. What about counseling? If you want to do counseling, again, www.kingdomcreativecounseling.com. You must be a North Carolina resident. I do not respond to any potential client or client on any type of social media platform. Okay, do not DM me. Do not try to text me. I will not respond, okay? Don't try to email me. You must go to the website. And then the other thing is uh, for training and training resources and things like that, you want to go to www.trainingchristianleaders.com. All right, we'll be back. Another day, another time, y'all. Another banger. Bye, y'all. Bye.